they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, you can follow me on social media at mbills314. You can also send me an email at mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. This is episode number 98. And man, oh man, before I get into today's episode, let me first just shout out all my protesters one time. They are out on the front line making things happen. There are officially protests in all 50 states, and that doesn't include the 18 countries all over the world protesting racial injustice. And what do you know? The world is standing up for black people. Gotta give a hand to that. My Lord. I think Jesus is about to come wrap this thing up. We, <laughs> we ain't never seen a time like this before. Man, it's been a crazy... This year has been this year has been one for the books. I believe that this year, the year 2020, is going to be talked about in history books. Because we lived through a pandemic, quarantine, having to wear face masks and gloves, to looting, to riots to buildings being burned, to racial equality, to politicians wearing kente cloth. Man, (laughs) this has been, I don't know. I mean, I can't over-spiritualize it. There There is nothing I can say, but wow. And it is unfortunate that it took the life of George Floyd for this all to transpire in the world. Now, I heard Charlemagne from The Breakfast Club make this statement. He says that um, don't turn Black Lives Matter into Black Lives Marketing. And he said that because, as you can see, a lot of these corporations, it seems now to be, you know, the end thing to put up a post saying that I'm with Black Lives or I went on Amazon to purchase something. Jeff Bezos put it up. Um, I went on Indeed.com. Every website you go on, a lot of these big corporations have something that acknowledges the life of black people. You know, something that black people have been echoing for over 100 years, (laughs) you know, when it comes to police brutality and things like that. And, you know, I've been puzzled as to why did it take this? I mean, it didn't take Tamir Rice. It didn't take... Uh, Mike Brown, uh, Philando Castile, Sandra Bland, uh, Breonna Taylor. I mean, it's been so many unjust things that have happened. But it seems like the world wasn't paying attention or either they just turned a blind eye to it. I'm not sure. But I saw a meme that said it really took a global pandemic with no sports, no concerts, no vacations. To get the world to sit down and have no choice but to watch what's really happening to black people in America with zero distractions. What are the odds of that? This is divine intervention. So that maybe that does have something to do with it. I mean, you no one's at any sporting events, no concerts, anything. So, you know, it's like you have no choice but to be in tune. But I mean... I don't know. I mean, some of us have said, I mean, whatever it takes, but it shouldn't have taken this man's life. You know what I'm saying? Like, and 
Before I get into today's episode, I just want to say that to all my Caucasian brothers and sisters, I appreciate you, everyone who listens to the show, everyone who supports. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. And just know that if we are going to destroy uh, systemic racism and dismantle white supremacy, that is going to start with you white folk (laughs) that's not something that black people can dismantle because it's not something that we started you know what i'm saying like this is something that is perpetually transpiring and taking place all right so we need you as our allies and we need you to go in and tear satan's kingdom down that's been hovering over america in jesus name all right it's gonna be a good episode today man i've been doing a lot of thinking a lot of praying you know course just everything that's going on it's protest everywhere and you know i couldn't help but think about racial and color prejudice and how we all have some form of prejudice now when i say prejudice i'm not saying race racism because there is a difference like black people can't be racist you know that right Black people can be prejudiced against a group, but black people cannot be racist because racism in itself, you got to have power. It's a group, you know, that can hold another group back from, you know, accomplishing things and doing things. Black people don't have that kind of power. We don't have a group. We don't have any type of system that can hold another group out. So black people can't be racist. But the prejudice I'm talking about is prejudice is defined as an unfavorable opinion or feeling formed beforehand or without knowledge, thought or reason, any preconceived opinion or feeling about another individual or group of people. You know, so we have you have racial prejudice, you have classism, you have racism, you have gender prejudice, you got social prejudice, you got religious prejudice, you have so many different types of prejudice. And those things have and must be destroyed. Now we dealt with racism, that's the number one. But did you guys know that one of the apostle apostles had some prejudice issues? He did. Peter. Peter had was was prejudiced. Peter was a Jewish man, and a lot of Jewish people used to believe that the gospel once they came into the knowledge of Christ and Jesus you know what Jesus had done for us they thought that he only came to save the Jews like this was only for Jewish people and if you were a Gentile a Gentile is anyone who's non-Jewish and if you were a Gentile this wasn't for you this was you know for us or some i believe back then believed that before you can you know come to christ you had to convert to being a jew and then become a christian it was just so many different crazy things and we're going to read a story today where god had to check peter and god is still checking people today so i want to read that let's go to that let's go to uh to the book of acts chapter 10. you may have never read this or may have never noticed this but yeah peter had an issue if you wasn't Jewish, uh-uh, this don't belong to you. Nah, this is for us. But God said not so. So stay with me. I will be reading out of the New Living Translation. Uh, if you're reading out of a different translation, it's all good because we're still going to end up in the same place. So stay with me. Let's read Acts chapter 10, verse starting at verse 1. It says, In Caesarea there lived a Roman army officer 
named Cornelius, who was a captain of the Italian regiment. He was a devout, God-fearing man, as was everyone in this household. He gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to God. One afternoon, about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said. Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? He asked the angel. And the angel replied, your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Now send some men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying with Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. All right, so the angel is giving Cornelius instruction to go and see Peter, right? Verse 7, it says, as soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier, one of his personal attendants. He told them what had happened and sent them off to Joppa. Remember, he had to go off to Joppa to go see Peter, as the angel told him to. Verse 9, the next day, as Cornelius' messengers were nearing the town, Peter went up on the flat roof to pray. Peter's going up on the roof to pray. It was about noon and he was hungry. But while a meal was being prepared, so he went up there to pray while, you know, his dinner was getting cooked. It says while he was, while his meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. Now trance is a type of vision. Verse 11, he saw the sky open and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners. And the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles and birds. Then a voice said to him, get up, Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, Peter declared, I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure and unclean. But the voice spoke to him again. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. God checked him there. See, what Peter saw, he saw something based off of what he was taught and what he learned. Uh-uh, I'm Jewish. We don't eat anything unclean and impure. God says, but what I call clean, you don't call unclean. Verse 16, the same vision was repeated three times. Then the sheet was suddenly pulled up to heaven. Then the sheet was suddenly pulled up to heaven. Peter was very perplexed. What could the vision mean? Just then the men sent by Cornelius find Simon, found Simon's house. Standing outside the gate, they asked if a man named Simon Peter was staying there. Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling over the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, three men have come looking for you. Get up and go downstairs and go with them without hesitation. Don't worry, I have sent them. So the Holy Spirit already warned Peter, these men are downstairs, go down there, go with them because I sent them. Verse 21, and Peter went down and said, I'm the man you're looking for, why have you come? They said, we were sent by Cornelius, a Roman officer. He is a devout and God-fearing man, well respected by all the Jews. A holy angel instructed him to summon you to his house so that he can hear your message. So Peter invited the men to stay for the night. The next day he went with them 
and accompanied by some of the brothers from Joppa. Verse 24, they arrived in Caesarea the following day. Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered his home, Cornelius fell at his feet and worshiped him. But Peter pulled him up and said, stand up, I'm a human just like you. So they talked together went inside where many other things were assembled. Peter told him, you know it is against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this, or to even associate with you. But God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. So I came without objection as soon as I sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me. Wow, so Peter was prejudiced against non-Jewish people. He didn't think the word of God was for them, but hey, that's how he was taught. That's what he learned. God had to reteach him. No, don't you call unclean what I have made clean. The same goes for today. There is no superior race in God's eyes. Man has said that, man has set that up. That's why there's an outcry from the people like there's never been before. Did you know that Jesus was a victim of both religious and racial discrimination? Israel was under occupation by the Roman Empire, so it caused a lot of tension and animosity on both sides. There was a lot of hatred between the Jews and their neighbors of mixed race, the Samaritans to be specific. Now, if you know anything about the Samaritans, I'm sure you read something, I'm sure you read about the Samaritans in scripture. Well, the Samaritans, as I did my research, the Samaritans were people that were mixed, so, Apparently, they were half Jewish and half Gentile. So they were like biracial, mixed. They were a mixed group. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Now, I've been doing some further research on it. I haven't got it 100% confirmed, but I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. But I believe the Samaritans were black people. Now, I'm still, I'm still tweaking and I'm still looking, but I, I believe I'm kind of reading, following some genealogies, but I believe the Samaritans were a dark-skinned people. But we'll get into that um, in another episode because um, in episodes to come, I will be dealing with um, black people presence in the Bible because a lot of things have been whitewashed and the world just doesn't know because we were taught that everything was white. But <laughs> obviously a lot of us have been lied to. Uh, and that's why a lot of black people believe that, you know, being a Christian is the white man's religion because everything's been whitewashed. But God is raising up some people to dismantle all of that because there are black people all throughout the Bible. And if our ancestors would have known that, but they didn't teach us to read. But if we were able to read back then, we would have saw it. They manipulated a lot of scriptures, took scriptures out, only allowing us to read certain types of scriptures, scriptures that talked about, you know, slaves obey your masters but it didn't read the next verse where when it says masters do the same <laughs> oh yeah it's in there the master and the slave were supposed to have a mutual respect for one another and slavery and i've taught this in episodes past not getting into it right now but slavery in the bible is not the same slavery as it was in america it was actually forbidden in scripture for you to be able to use people as property and to sell them and that's exactly what happened to black people in america with the transatlantic slave trade god forbids that forbid it but i'm getting ahead of myself but we will be dealing with the black presence in the bible because it's going to be encouraging it's going to be uplifting because God is a God of diversity. He loves colors. If he didn't, he would not have made all of us different colors.
Macchiatos. Macchiatos. Music. Macchiatos. And the script. 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 Might check one, two. Yeah. All right. A white man didn't indoctrinate my religion. I was not force-fed Jesus by Europeans. Wasn't sold what to believe in. Nor does my belief system make me elitist. I'm the least. And my leash is proof that I'm free. That I'm free. And my freedom is birth for my peace. I ain't in pieces. Never saw James as king. What a relief. Only Nisi has my allegiance. I believe. I believe. There is power in prayer. I believe in God's time and out and out with a spear. I don't need to feel your energy. I don't do the vibes. Don't agree with karma. The universe isn't God. If everybody woke. Everybody woke. <laughs> nah, I'm asleep. It's gotta be more to life. It's gotta be more to life. Than running chasing a dream. Than running chasing a dream. Man, if everybody woke, if everybody woke. I'm tired. Man, I'm tired. Everybody living their truth. Everybody living their truth. Where is the lie? Right. It's like on the flip, not only identified by my blackness. Right. One of the most beautiful attributes on this atlas. The fact is our struggles intact because we match. Right. But if our values ain't attached, there's a detachment. They act as if my blackness is a monolith. Not at all. And anything that's opposite is competition. It's contradictive, it's condescending. And don't confuse silence with indifference. We lovers of ourselves, right. lovers of our scales. Right. Is that really love if love never fails? Man. Some say it's modern day slavery. It's slavery. I say it's a modern day Salem. We say this, I say this, we want acceptance. If not, then they judging. Take me as I am. If not, y'all love somebody. But tell me what love is. Give and take, or it's all love until I love something you hate. They sensitive. They toxic. What's good is evil. Freedom is boxed in. Preach inclusion and individuality, but only if it makes you comfortable in your reality. Humanity is shaped in layers and stages. Don't contain it or taint it. It's amazing. Upset? Take a breath. If you complain more than you change, give it a rest. Fave body woke. Nah, I'm sleep. I am sleep. It's gotta be more to life. It's gotta be more to life. Than running chasing a dream. Than running chasing a dream. Man, if everybody woke. I'm tired. I'm tired. Everybody living their truth. Everybody living their truth. Where is the lie? Where is the lie? Right? Right? Right. Wake up. This concludes side A. Please flip to side B. We got dark skin, brown, light brown, light skin, white. I mean, he loves colors. So God has got a diversity and he, he created us all. Only one that's superior is him. He is the supreme. Hallelujah. But like I was saying, the Samaritans were a discriminated group. The Jews didn't have any, any dealings with the Samaritans. But Jesus came to dismantle that. Jesus came to challenge everyone's prejudices, everyone's prejudice that they had in those days. Jesus made a Samaritan the hero who stopped to help an injured Jew. A Samaritan, let's go read that. Luke chapter 10, so you can see it. We're talking about overcoming prejudice, but I want you to see it in scripture because a lot of people don't even know this existed. It's in here. And the Holy Spirit put it in here because he wanted us to be aware. He wanted us to read it. That's one thing I love about the word of God. The word of God puts everyone's flaws in here. So if an individual had flaws, it's in there. 
Nobody in this in the word of God was perfect except Jesus. All the apostles, the prophets, the minor prophets, the major, all of them, they had flaws. And the Bible shows you their flaws, but also shows you their strengths. God wanted us to see that. So Luke chapter 10, verse 30, it says, Jesus replied with the story. This is the parable of the Good Samaritan. It says a Jewish man, remember, Samaritans had no dealings or the Jewish people had no dealings with the Samaritans. All right. So it says a Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho. He was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed by him. So the priest came and saw the man laying and he walked past him. Verse 32, a temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by the other side. Verse 33, then a despised Samaritan came along and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged him. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins telling him, take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by the bandits? Jesus, Jesus asked. The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. So Jesus was telling the parable, but look at how Jesus made the Samaritan the hero. He coming against that prejudice that whatever you thinking about another group, he says, no, nah, I'm coming to dismantle that. No more of that. I'm going to make the one that you look down on. I'm going to make him the hero. I'm going to make him the hero. Also, a Samaritan is the only one who returned to thank Jesus from a group of 10 lepers. Also, a Samaritan is the only one who returned to thank Jesus from a group of 10 lepers healed by him. That's in Luke chapter 17, verse 11 through 19, where Jesus healed two lepers, 10 lepers. Only one of them came back to say thank you. And the one that came back was a Samaritan. Remember, Jesus was Jewish. That's how he operated. He came back to say thank you. Remember the woman at the well that had to marry the different husbands? She had about five husbands. She's married five times. She was a Samaritan. And she even told Jesus, she said, now, you know, wing, you know, Samaritans ain't got no dealings with the Jews. Isn't that interesting? I mean, this is some of the same stuff that we, we deal with today. You know, we have our prejudices. We shouldn't. God is coming to dismantle it. But yeah, we form opinions about groups of people. You know, that's why a lot of black people feel, and it's true, that a lot of white people formulate opinions of us based on what they see on the news. Very rarely is it based on 
what they personally experience. Now, like I said, black people can't be racist, but we can't, we can have prejudices. So there are some black people who think every white person is a racist. Why? Because of the track record of white people. But every white person is not a racist. Every white person doesn't feel that way towards black people. But some black people have a feeling like, yo, I didn't understand that, but I think all white people got a little bit of that in them. Some black people think that way. That's not true, but some do. It's not right. It's prejudice. Yeah, I know you wouldn't expect me to go there, but it's the truth. It's the truth. And God don't want us doing that. That's why I love to see uh, interracial couples. I find them interesting. And I know it just make, it make folk mad. It makes folks upset. I be seeing the faces of people when that, you know, the couple walk by. But pretty soon, this entire world gonna be mixed. Give it another 20, 30 years. <laughs> You're gonna be seeing a bunch of biracial, a lot of mixed people. And thank God for it. So yeah, man, we gotta overcome these prejudices that we have about each other. Because I believe that it can hold you back from fulfilling God's calling in life. I believe that if Peter, if he wouldn't have responded the way he did, he couldn't, there's no way he would have been, a, been able to experience all that God had for him. God had an assignment for him. God gave him that vision and he said, you know, I don't eat anything unclean. And God said, well, don't you call unclean what I've made clean? If he would have bucked against that, like, nah, Lord, I see what you're saying, but... I ain't no way I'm gonna be hugged up with them or uh, rubbing shoulders with them or whatever. But I don't think God would have took him any further than that until he dealt with his prejudice in his heart. So if you're listening, everyone continue to pray for this nation. Continue to pray for our world. Pray that white supremacy is dismantled. No more. I'm loving the unity. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. I'm loving it. But let it not be a fad. Let it not be for marketing. Let it be genuine. And pretty soon we're going to know who the genuine ones are because genuineness is going to bring about action so all my people keep fighting keep believing keep praying and understand this we all have value god values us over any and everybody so if someone doesn't see your value then they don't know god you ought to see value in every person walking this earth if this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share this with your family and your friends. Remember, you can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Remember, you can send me an email to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. I pray you were blessed by it. Um, as public enemy used to say, fight the power. <laughs> I love you all. Um, pray for me as I do the same for you. Remember the book of Romans chapter 3 verse 4. Let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time, I'm out.